Take a deep, long inhale through your nose. And exhale through your nose. Welcome to Namaste Podcast. I'm Katie J, and I'm a mindset mentor, manifestation coach, and meditation guide. I'm here to help you become the best version of yourself so you can live a life of overflowing joy, peace, love, and prosperity. If you're looking to create a life fueled by happiness, driven by joy, and flowing with the abundance of the universe, then you have come to the right place. Because we are all spiritual beings having a human experience, my goal with this podcast is to help you shed any layers of doubt, fear, and suffering that have accumulated in your mind body so that you can finally experience your most authentic self. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of personal empowerment and high vibe spiritual growth. I will provide you with stories, tools, and strategies from myself and people just like you. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's begin. Welcome back to Namaste Podcast. It's Katie J here. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out namastepodcast.com. There you're going to find access to my manifestation boot camp, which is currently on sale between now and March 1st. It's currently February 23rd. So only a few days to get about a little over $350 off that manifestation boot camp. It is a 32-day program designed to teach you how to let go of all of the bullshit from your past so you can finally manifest the future of your dreams and stop stop living in the past. And it's a really powerful program. A lot of people have had really amazing results. So if you go to namastepodcast.com, you'll get to see some of the testimonials of people who have seen some very profound changes in their life from that program. Also on namastepodcast.com, if you click the meditations tab, you can download any of my meditations for free. They are donation-based, so I just ask that you give what you can in that situation. Maybe you can give $1 today, maybe you can give $10, maybe you can give $50, whatever feels good for you. Those meditations can be downloaded. You do need to be on a computer or on an Android app. Android device. Wow, words are hard sometimes in order to download those meditations, but I do encourage you to download them so you can listen to them offline. That is the best way to meditate without Wi-Fi waves going through your skull as you meditate. So highly recommend you guys going and checking those out. The last announcement that I have before we get started is calling all women interested in a retreat that's all-inclusive, includes surf, yoga, and adventure, and an opportunity to really dive deep into yourself. 
This is the Be Dareful Retreat. I will be the retreat doula working with my mentor, Jen Whalen from True North Adventures. We're teaming up with the Bodhi Surf Lodge right here in Bahia, Ballena, Costa Rica. This learning laboratory will offer you an amazing opportunity to unwind and experience the essence of the Costa Rican mantra, Pura Vida. We're looking for nine women. So if you're interested, head on over to seektruenorth.com to learn more. You'll be able to schedule your free discovery call with Jen and you can find out if the retreat is a good fit for you. I hope to see you there. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. I posted a question on my Instagram story, and I simply asked, what do you want me to discuss on Namaste Podcast? I will do this every so ever so often so that I can get feedback from you guys because I want to talk about what you want to learn about. So one response that I got was from one of my good friends, and she said, I want to know more about how to navigate toxic people or toxic situations in my life without spiritual bypass. Specifically, she was referring to platonic relationships such as family members, co-workers, bosses, roommates, but the information I'm going to give you today can apply to romantic relationships, but if she was asking me about romantic relationships, technically I would create an entirely different podcast. So know that this is referring to platonic situations. So in this episode, I'm going to cover what is spiritual bypass, why it's important to avoid spiritual bypass when you are manifesting your best life or you're on your self-growth journey. I'll also talk about how to know if you or someone you know is bypassing I don't know what the exact verb would be for that. I'll also provide you with a step-by-step process for resolving toxic relationships, and I'll end with a thought nugget to guide your manifesting journey. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. What is spiritual bypass? Spiritual bypass is using your spirituality to navigate around the regular developmental functions of life instead of resolving them. According to Wikipedia, spiritual bypass is the tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. The term was introduced in the early 1980s by John Wellwood, a Buddhist teacher and psychotherapist. In relation to the chakra system, so if you're familiar with the chakras, spiritual bypass means that you are developed and in alignment from the heart chakra up, but your security, your safety, your sexuality, your sense of power, 
your boundaries, your emotions, your vitality, your stability, and your individuality are all underdeveloped or misaligned. So why is this important within the self-growth, personal development, or manifesting journey? Anything that disrupts your peace is an opportunity for self-growth. If we don't address these situations when they come up, we miss out on the opportunity to learn a lesson and grow. And when we don't learn the lesson and grow, you will continue to get hit on the head again and again and again with the same BS. So think of the scene from The Lion King when Rafiki and Simba are, it's at night and they're out in this field and Rafiki keeps hitting Simba over the head and he says, ouch, that hurts. And Rafiki says, it doesn't matter, it's in the past. And so he does it again, he hits him on the head again until finally Simba learns to duck. He's learning from his past experiences. He's learning from painful experiences and taking action steps to make sure that they don't impact him in a negative way. Again, you will continue to attract people and situations into your life that you perceive to be negative or unhelpful or hurtful until you learn how to resolve them. Spiritual bypass allows unresolved issues to persist in your life and show up again and again. So you might be in a situation where you keep attracting bosses who are overbearing or roommates who are condescending and you keep asking yourself, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why can't I manifest this or that? And it's because you're still saying yes to things that do not serve you in some area of your life. So if you're trying to manifest your best life, your best situation when it comes to finances or romantic situations or your workload or work schedule, and you can't seem to figure out why none of those things are manifesting, it's because in some other area of your life, or maybe in that direct area, sometimes it's direct, sometimes it's indirect, you're continuously saying yes to things that don't serve you. And the universe will only respond to your energy. So if your energy is saying yes to things that hinder your development or hinder your ability to be happy or whatever it is that you perceive to be negative, then it's going to continue to give you those opportunities until you resolve. So how do you know if you or someone you love is experiencing spiritual bypass? The goal, right, to live your best life, the goal is to be a healthy person in all areas of your life, financially, spiritually, relationally, emotionally, physically. It's great if you're comfortable speaking your mind, but if your mind isn't aligned with the good of all involved because you're still stuck in the past drama or the trauma of your past, then you might be experiencing spiritual bypass. Maybe you meditate and go to yoga, but you don't have a healthy relationship with money or cash flow. 
Maybe you go to spiritual retreats or silent retreats, but when you come home, you're still lashing out at your kids, your partner, your coworkers. Maybe you go to church on Sundays, but live destructively every other day of the week, whether that's binge drinking, unhealthy eating habits, or poor relationship choices. Basically, you're on the spiritual path, but you're not on the path to healing in the other areas of your life. So back to the question that I got from in my, in my Instagram story, how do I resolve this toxic relationship at work without spiritually bypassing it? In other words, I have an extremely toxic platonic relationship, not talking, again, we're not talking about romantic relationships. That's for another day. So maybe we're talking about a family member, a coworker, roommate, etc. How do you deal with that situation that's toxic and that you can't easily escape? How do you keep your vibration high without counting on meditation or yoga to quote unquote fix it? So now I'm going to give you a step-by-step process for navigating these toxic platonic relationships without spiritual bypass. The first step is to feel the emotion. Emotions are energy in motion within your system. Allow the energy to move. Do not act. Do not make a decision. Don't say something when that emotion is moving through your body. Wait until you're level-headed and back in a high vibration state again. So when you are feeling a negative emotion, that is caused by a negative thought, okay? It's not caused by somebody else. It's not caused by the situation. It's all internal and therefore is under your control. But once you've already thought that negative thought, once that, because when you think a negative thought, You're going to release chemicals in your body to match that thought, okay? Which means that that emotion is already moving through your system. We don't want to say just think positive thoughts when you've already released that chemical, released that, that emotion in your system. That's what's called toxic positivity, right? And that's under the umbrella of spiritual bypass. Believing that you can't feel negative emotions is something that is really, really unhelpful within the spiritual growth or the personal growth journey. You absolutely can and you will and you should because these negative emotions tell you something. They are extremely useful information. Once you realize that you're feeling a negative emotion, you can then backtrack and identify the thoughts that cause that emotion and then the trigger that initiated those thoughts. But remember, thoughts go on in your head and therefore are entirely under your control. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. So after you have felt the emotions and maybe someone said something to you and you thought a negative thought because of it and you've triggered these emotions in your subconscious body and now that emotion is flowing through your system, maybe it's fear, maybe it's shame, maybe it's anger, whatever it is, it's going to take about two to 10 minutes for that emotion to fully go through your system. And the longer that you're thinking negative thoughts, the longer that emotion's going to stay in your system. So now that you know that your thoughts trigger your emotions or your thoughts uh, 
your thoughts cause your emotions, we can go to the next step. Acknowledge the trigger. Who or what is triggering this negative thought that causes a negative emotion in your mind body? Emotion, like I said before, emotions are caused by your thoughts. Nobody makes you feel a certain way. They are your thoughts. Very important for you to understand that. So what you think about a situation or a person is what determines your feelings towards them. If you think a low vibration thought and your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind will respond by releasing hormones to match that thought. So those hormones are chemicals or energy moving through your body. Like I said before, depending on the emotion that you feel, you might feel it in different places within your body. You know, we feel heartache in our heart space. We feel like sometimes we feel an aching in our heart space. Sometimes it's a stabbing. Maybe you feel fear in your gut or in your lower abdomen. It just kind of depends on the emotion. So step two is to acknowledge who or what triggers that less than ideal thought. What is it that your coworker says to you that triggers these thoughts? What is it exactly that your roommate does that triggers that thought? Now that we know what triggers our negative emotions, or rather our negative thoughts, it's time to do what we can to resolve the issue. Why? Because you guys, we're not monks who have renounced the world and in search of spiritual awakening. If you were, you would be able to spend all day and night focused on mastering your thoughts. So I don't want to imply that it's unrealistic to have 100% mastery over your thoughts. It's not unrealistic. It is going to require quite a bit of dedication. <laughs> and we have other commitments that we need to do in the quote unquote real world, our jobs, our responsibilities to our families and our friends. And, you know, we want to travel and stuff and we want to think about other things other than our thoughts so instead of putting all of your time and energy into mastering your thoughts like you would if you were going to go live in an ashram instead we are going to work on resolving the issues in our world through what we through what we have control over so we don't have the luxury of spending all day every day mastering our thought processes, but what we can do is address these issues head on in hopes of resolving them. So that's how we avoid spiritual bypass. We're not just going to say, all right, I'm going to go just meditate on this coworker situation during my break, but after I meditate on it, I'm going to come back and talk to her about it as well. So step three is exercising control. And I mean, we're only exercising control over that which you have control over. Let's play a game of true or false. True or false. I have control over what other people say to me. False. I do not. You can never and will never control what other people say or do. That's called tyranny. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to do that. <laughs> so true or false, I have control over how I interpret 
what other people say to me. True. They say in the negative, the negative, they say in the four agreements uh, not to take things so personally. And that is a great agreement to make with yourself. What she says to me has little to nothing to do with me and more than anything has everything to do with what she's going, what's going on in her life. So you can take a negative comment personally and let it ruin your day, or you can change the way that you perceive negativity. I choose to view negativity as an opportunity for growth. What a great mantra for you. You can put that all over your house or your workspace. And whenever you feel negativity coming towards you, take a deep breath and realize, hmm, this is actually an opportunity for growth. What should I do in this situation? Let's continue with true or false. I have control over my roommate's mood. False. Never will you ever. You can certainly do things that you know they like, such as doing the dishes for them or making them cookies, but you also know, but you also don't know what's going on in their mind and in their head. And sometimes their mood is completely out of your control. If you do decide to do those things, do them because you want to do them and they will help make you help make you happy and make you feel like you did what you could in the situation then you must release your attachment to their reaction true or false i have control over my mood regardless of the energy in the room true don't match the energy in the room influence it true or false I have control over where I live and work. Ooh, this is a tricky one. At times, it may not feel like you do, but I'm here to tell you that you do. You do have control over where you live and where you work and who you live with and who you work with. I'm going to give you guys an example a little bit later about my work-life story and how I, I'm like the queen of if this work environment is no longer serving me, I will not stay there. I will absolutely not stay there because that is not what manifesting my best life looks like. So a few years back when I was first starting my career in the, you know, post post college phase of my life, I read an article about having a fuck you fund. And the reason for having a fuck you fund is so if you're at, you, you ever find yourself in a situation whether that's you know the in the article they talk about like living with a partner that turns out to be abusive or a boss who asks you to do things that are inappropriate or that make you feel uncomfortable or whatever it is you have money set aside that you've intentionally set aside so that you can say fuck you, I'm not doing this, right? And I want to encourage every single one of you to, you know, part of your financial health should be setting aside a fund, a contingency fund for situations like that. Because you never want to find yourself in a situation where you don't feel like you can leave because you need that money or you need that person in your life to pay the rent or whatever it is. You get what you tolerate. 
And if you're willing to tolerate a boss that's rude to you or a coworker who is constantly negative, then you will continue to live in a world where that exists because you have control over your own actions. And it might be time for you to sit that person down to discuss what's going on. And remember, you guys, it's not confrontation unless you make the conversation confrontational. We learned all about this working at a summer camp, right? Or people, people, kids, they are people, but these kids are used to, to living in their own space. They're used to having a room they can go to and then all of a sudden they're thrown into this camp situation where they, the like the way, the only way they can really quote unquote escape the situation is to go into their bunk and their bunk is right below, right above someone else, right next to someone else. And so all of a sudden, all of these all these situations start coming up in a camp camp setting that we have to address in a way that's not confrontational but is actually going to resolve the issue so an effective communication style that I learned during my camping years was to say I feel blank when blank because blank I'm going to give you some examples remember you're probably thinking wait I feel blank when blank kind of feels like you're assigning away your emotions in this situation. And what I would, I would encourage you to think about this sentence structure as this is how you want to present how you're feeling to other parties without pointing fingers, without blaming them, without being accusatory, without them getting, you know, feeling like they need to get be defensive. You really want to make the situation about you and how you are feeling in the situation. So here's some examples. I feel unsupported. I feel inadequate. I feel unloved. I feel like I'm not respected. I feel uncomfortable. I feel untrustworthy or I feel unprepared when, and you can say when you blank, 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 or you can change it to just say just in general when people treat me this way. So when you reprimand me in front of others, when you smoke in the house, when you are not clear with your expectations, when you don't clean up after yourself, when you, when people make sexualized comments towards me, you get the point. Because, you know, you want to provide some background as to why these thoughts are showing up in your mind and therefore releasing these chemicals in your body in the form of an emotion. Because I grew up in an abusive home or because I'm doing the best that I know how with the information that I have because I have a lot on my plate, whatever it is, you can kind of fill in the blank. But use this in structure so that people don't feel like you are coming at them about their behavior, but rather that you are experiencing a, you having a negative experience because of what's going on around you, okay? So this structure is really powerful because it gets your point across without pointing fingers or attacking the other person. So when you make it about you, most of the time people are going to realize, well, 
it was not my intention to make them feel that way. I definitely don't want anyone feeling that way in our work environment. And it, they're more likely to change their own behavior because they're like, shit, I definitely did not want my coworker, my roommate feeling that way. I didn't realize they were coming from a situation where they had been hurt like this before. And it's just, it just smooths things over way easier. And I just want to stress this before we move into the last step of resolving these issues. Don't bring up anything while you're feeling a negative vibration emotion. If you need to go to the bathroom or go on a walk or do a meditation, calm yourself down before you ask you ask someone to sit down with you and resolve the situation because you you absolutely want to confront them, you absolutely want to resolve the issue, but you don't want to do it when you're feeling frustrated, when you're feeling angry or when you're feeling hurt because that's going to that's going to cause you to show up in that conversation in a low vibration emotion. And we don't want to continue to perpetuate that those negative emotions. Instead, we want to wait until you are feeling clear, feeling at peace, feeling like you're back in control of your body and of your emotions. So the last thing that you want to do, well, let me just recap real quick. The first thing is you're feeling the emotion fully throughout you're letting it run its course in your body you are acknowledging the trigger the action or whatever it was that was said to you and then you are exercising control over that which you have control over the last step is to release outcome attachment how someone reacts to you sitting them down and kindly bringing up what's not working is out of your control but katie you're probably thinking, I really need the money. I can't leave this job. But Katie, this rent is is awesome. You can't really beat it. I have to put up with my roommate or abusive boss. And I'm just gonna here, I'm just here to tell you guys, if you manifested your way into this toxic situation, you can manifest your way out of it. You have to take care of you because you cannot pour from an empty cup. You all know that phrase. And how you are and let me just ask you this. How are you going to show up and make an impact in the world if you're not taking care of your needs first? How do you expect the universe to quote unquote have your back if you're constantly and consistently telling it that you're willing to put up with this kind of abuse? You cannot work in that kind of environment. You cannot live in that kind of environment and continue to thrive. So even if your work is maybe benefiting children or sick patients or elderly or the environment, you have to ask yourself, is my time and energy used most effectively here or can I have a bigger impact working somewhere else with someone else? My last thought that I'm going to leave with you guys, my ending thought nugget, is that polarity creates clarity. Polarity creates clarity. The more you experience what you don't want, that polarity, the clearer you can get about what you do want. So maybe you get a job and you say, this is great, I'm making good money, but I'm not quite happy with the way 
my coworkers interact with, with me or with their boss or whatever. So now you can go back to your drawing board and say, my perfect job in my best life includes this kind of pay or better with coworkers who are supportive and who are kind and who are not spiritually bypassing, right? So let me give you a little bit of of an example. So in my first job right out of college, I made good money and I was told to lie about my numbers in order to get an even bigger bonus. And everyone in the company lied to one another and I decided, okay, this is this is not what I want. This is not the kind of job that I want to be a part of. That's a type of company that I want to be a part of. In my second job, the I was making even better money and the but here's the thing the hours i was expected to work in order to be quote unquote successful in that company company were far beyond what i was willing to put in not to mention i was indirectly <laughs> indirectly empowering big pharma and shitty insurance companies to continue to take advantage of people so i was not about that i also wanted so i was willing to trade time freedom for less money, basically. And I would look at my managers and the senior people in the business and realize that I didn't want to become them. So I had an opportunity to become even more clear on what I wanted. And so I put that out into the universe. And in my third job, I was making less money. I did have to work some crazy hours during our high season because I was working at a summer camp and kids are there 24-7, so you need to be there 24-7. But when, you know, that was only three months out of the year. The rest of the year, I got to travel. I got to go to Peru, Bali, Hawaii, Colorado, California, Virginia. I did a lot of traveling during that time. And working seasonally was awesome, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted again. (laughs) And then I was able to realize that as I got deeper and deeper into that business, that there were a lot of things happening behind the scenes that I didn't agree with or want to be a part of. So there was workplace harassment, there was micromanaging, there was lots of deception. And when I was traveling a lot, I started to long for the opportunity to work out of an office space and on my laptop. I wanted the freedom to work in a coffee shop, So I spent all of my free time launching a business, which brings me here. (laughs) So experiencing the jobs and situations that I didn't want helped me to get crystal clear on what I did want and where I did want to put my energy. And all of my energy went into creating the life I wanted to live and and that I didn't feel like I needed to vacation from. So I need you to ask yourself, How can I resolve this situation? What part of this situation do I have control over? And when you think about releasing your attachment to the outcome, realize that when you create that list, when you experience clarity and you say, or sorry, when you experience polarity and then you can create much, a much clearer vision on what it is that you want, always include this or something better for the good of all involved because that's like that's like the most powerful statement you can make to release your attachment to the outcome because you might think that 
the money you need to start a family or start a business or whatever is going to come from this one company that you're currently working for. But if you include, wait a second, I want to allow the universe to rearrange things in my favor, in my family's favor, in the favor of this business and in that business and all these people's lives, then all of a sudden your energy is opened up to all these opportunities that you otherwise were not aware of. And remember, the universe only has your back if you have your back first. Ask yourself, how can you show the universe that you're serious about manifesting a life of love, of joy, and peace without bypassing opportunities for self-growth? All right, you guys, that's it for spiritual bypassing. I really hope that this is helpful for you. If you have any follow-up questions or insights, I'm going to be posting about this podcast on Instagram, so feel free to comment on that post and let me know any aha moments that you had. Let me know any insights that you gathered, any questions that you have, and I will happily and always respond. Until next time. Namaste, you beautiful being. If you enjoyed this episode of Namaste Podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you took a screenshot of you listening to the podcast on your phone and added it to your Instagram story. Tag at Namaste Podcast and help us spread love and light all over this world. As always, head on over to namastepodcast.com for donation-based meditations to explore my courses and coaching programs and to view episode summaries. Also, if you think the world needs more good energy like what you heard today, please rate and review this podcast on your app of choice. Five stars means you loved it, and writing a short review means you double loved it. Thanks for stopping by today. I'll see you next time. Namaste.